He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. Andy Hall's giving Laser Hellraisers his plus one. An exclusive conversation you won't hear anywhere else. On today's edition of Hall Access. Proud to welcome guitarist and founding member of the band Skid Row, Dave Snake Sabo is my special guest. Snake, really appreciate you taking the time for us today, man. Oh, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Skid Row is back with new music for the first time in several years. The band's upcoming album is expected in October. It's first offering the game. Gangs All Here was just released within the past couple of weeks, and a new singer has been unveiled as Eric Greenwald was introduced as the newest member of Skid Row. A lot to unpack there, Snake. Let's start with how you were able to keep all of this under wraps in this day and age where secrets are damn near impossible to keep. <laughs> well, um, we have been working on the, on the record for for a little while with Nick Raskill in it. Um, we didn't let anybody hear anything. We didn't play any of the songs live. Um, we just wanted to finish it before we, we previewed it for anybody. And in the midst of doing that, uh, we just, we, we got to a place with our old singer where things were just going in two different directions and it was undeniable that we were going to have to make a change. We, we're very, very aware of Eric. Eric had uh, opened up for us in uh, 2019 on a European tour that we did. And uh, so we were aware of how talented he was. And also, uh, it was we were made aware of his um, audition uh, take that he did for Swedish Idol, the Swedish version of American Idol. And his audition tape was doing 18 in Life. And he did an amazing job. Um, obviously, it got it got all of our attention. And so he recently did another one, uh, a, like a, a newer version of 18 in Life, which caught our attention again. And so when things came to pass uh, that we knew that we needed to make a change, he was the first and only person that we, we spoke with. And uh, started getting him music immediately. And he started cutting vocals immediately. Uh, it happened extremely fast. Uh, and so fast that we were able to put out, you know, the single just in time for this residency that we're doing with the Scorpions right now in Las Vegas. And uh, we were able to keep all our timelines and everything intact. And it really, I mean, the stars could not have aligned any better for us to be able to pull it off the way the way it has occurred. You recorded in Nashville, and you alluded to working with Nick Raskulin. It's well-known for his work with a lot of great bands. Rush, Foo Fighters, Alice in Chains, Stone Sour, the list goes on. Having worked with guys like Michael Wagner and Bob Rock previously, how did the experience compare this time around? Well, everybody is different, and everybody is really, really great in their own right. Uh, working with Nick was a different experience for us in the sense that we deconstructed all the songs and reconstructed them in a room, all of us in a circle, going through it, and then him throwing ideas like, instead of going here, why don't we go somewhere else in this particular section? And he also has a real deep history uh, of us within him having grown up on our music and being a fan. 
So he would remind us who we were, which is really interesting to say. Uh, but he would go, it's, uh, after that first course, do something similar to what you did in the B section of Big Guns. And we'd be like, oh, wow. And so it just kind of, you know, sometimes you get far away from where you started and you need someone with a, with a completely objective point of view to come in and steer you back to where you started from. And he was able to do that. And it was really refreshing. And, and for us, you know, all egos were left at the door. Uh, as, as songwriters, you tend to sit there and be extremely protective over what you create. And while we were still protective over it, we realized that we really just need to let go and see what happens. And, uh, and we, we did with all of it. And it paid, I mean, it just, it worked out so well that I loved doing it that way. Uh, having these challenges thrown at you and having the, to, you know, uh, meet those challenges immediately at that moment. You know, you're in a room, you're creating, you're, de you're, you're deconstructing and recreating things to hopefully make it a, a, a better song. And that was the beauty of it. That was just so much fun to do. And I would love to do more records with him like that. I'm sure you have some fond memories of writing and recording those classic albums, the self-titled and Slave to the Grind and Subhuman Race. When you record now, Snake, do you ever flash back to those experiences and remember anything funny or unique from that period that maybe you had forgotten about and maybe use that as an inspiration for what you're doing now? Yeah, I think that it's, it's kind of inevitable that that's going to happen. Well, uh, with, again, with Nick, it was everything was so uh, everything. Everybody was in high spirits, and everything was really positive all the time. And so, and you sit there, and, and he would go, "How did you go about getting that particular sound?" And I'd be like, "Well, I threw a screwdriver and a hammer at the guitar while I laid <laughs> on top of the, you know, something stupid like that." But and, and then, of course, you. You smile back at, at a great memory, at a great point in time of your life that was uh, so so important in the growth of the band. Um, and yeah, it, it's 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 hard not to to go back there. I think it's crazy thinking back to how you were an original member of John Bon Jovi's band, and had that worked out, you likely never would have met Rachel and formed this band. Life has a funny way of making things work out the way that they're supposed to, don't you think? Yeah, it really, it really is. Like it, it's funny because I, I, I don't feel like I was a part of the band per se. I knew that I was just a guy filling in until he found his guy. Like, I, I, I was on a completely different path uh, than, than John was on. We, but the music that I was, was into and, and was inspired me was heavy music. You know, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Van Halen and, and things of that nature. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love John's music. Always have. Uh, but it just, it, it wasn't in my wheelhouse, per se. Definitely, when Richie came along, I was one of the first ones to go, that's your guy. Like, that makes complete sense. He's a great guitar player, criminally underrated guitar player, and an amazing vocalist and a great songwriter. It was, uh, it was, that's the way it was meant to be. 
And I was meant to meet Rachel in the music store and form Skid Row. Thank God for it. You bet. Yeah. Snake Sabo is a founding member and guitarist of Skid Row. The band are releasing a new album in October. Yet to be given a title? No, it's called The Gang's All Here. Oh, that's the album. Okay, perfect. Um, Did you have new material ready, or was Eric a part of the creative process? No, we had all the material basically done. So, I mean, Eric's only been in the band for, (laughs) though it sounds crazy, maybe a month and a half. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> wow. I mean, and yeah. really, his first shows as the new singer happened in Vegas as Skid Row has stepped in to open for Scorpions during their residency out there. And working with a new voice in the studio is one thing, but getting together in a room and then rehearsing for the stage is a whole other ball game. What was the rehearsal process like? And, and was it crystal clear from a chemistry standpoint that Eric is the guy? It was crystal clear when I was sitting in the lounge with him at JFK Airport getting ready to fly to uh, Las Vegas. It was clear to me. We sat down and, and it, we had spoken uh, like we had known each other our whole lives. Um, and it was so easy to once we got in the room and started playing, it was just, it was easy. It was, I mean, it was, it was pretty magical. And him coming from a background of being a fan of yours, at what point does it become business for him rather than, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm standing here in between Rachel Bull and, and Snake Sabo? Well, I, I, <laughs> he still, it's so great to see. And, and it, I'm so proud and honored uh, by, you know, just his happiness and joy with being in the band. And every once in a while we'll be doing sound check or, or we'll be in the studio and he'll just start like giggling <laughs> and shaking his head. We're like, what? He goes, this is just unbelievable. He goes, it's just so surreal. I can't believe I'm here. And it's really something to see that, that love of, of music and, and love of, of doing what you love and, and the music that you're playing and the guys that you're playing with. It's really special. Yeah, that's a guy that's giving you 150% every single time, absolutely. Without a doubt, you see it. it it's no secret. He's, he's, he's that guy, for sure. This band has been around for nearly 40 years, all told. You have a really great back catalog <laughs> and no shortage of material to keep you busy while touring. Now, there's countless bands that once they get to a certain age or a certain point in their careers, they stop making music and just tour on what they've done. What makes Skid Row different in terms of creating new material? The love of, of creating new material, the love of, of expressing ourselves still. Uh, it's, that's, the, that's the creative outlet is songwriting. Uh, the idea of the idea is still very exciting to us of coming up with something out of nothing, like creating something together from nothing. Like that's just an amazing thing that never gets lost on us. You know, Rachel and I sit down in a room and we start working. And then we have the skeleton of a song, and then we bring it into the band. And, and just watching that process unfold is exhilarating. Uh, and to be able to to see it to its full potential is just, you know, when you, when you start with nothing and you end up with this, hopefully this great body of work, uh, it's, it's really overwhelming in the best possible way. And it's, you realize again that you're still that kid sitting in your bedroom hoping to write, you know, something that will touch people. 
that will affect people in a positive way. And when it happens, it's the most exhilarating feeling that you can imagine. How does it feel playing the Vegas shows? I imagine there's a renewed energy as you look ahead at what's to come, especially in terms of the new album. Yeah, getting the opportunity to play the new single live and seeing how it goes over, see people respond so positively to it, uh, is it's really inspiring. Um, again, that's the whole idea. You want to be able to touch people in a positive way. And uh, we seem to be able to, to do that on some level. And so that's really, really satisfying. Uh, that's a big payoff for us. I mentioned for nearly 40 years that uh, Skid Row has been a band. It's hard to believe when you do the math how long the Scorpions have been around. What's it like touring with them and, and seeing them do it, uh, having you know gotten their start in the mid-60s among Beatlemania? They're masters at their craft. They always have been. Uh, they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Their their abilities are 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 unbelievably, uh, I think, underrated. But the, it, it, you watch them play, and they're an absolute machine. It's incredible uh, that I've never seen them where they haven't been great. Yeah, never. From from playing the Moscow Music Peace Festival in 1989 to playing in Vegas with them now in 2022, they're always great and because they're dedicated to their craft. They're great. They're great musicians, great singers, great performers. So every night that we go out there, we know that we have to be on top of our game if we're going to be in the same arena as them. I've always used the word underrated to describe Scorpions, and one of the reasons why is they don't get that recognition you'd think that they would, considering their longevity and their body of work. I mean, no Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination. What's I mean, that's crazy, don't you think? It's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. The, they have uh, blazed the path for so many bands, and so many people probably don't even realize it, but they have been such a, 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 a huge influence on, on so much music that is, is contemporary today. Their songwriting, their hooks, uh, they're, they're just undeniable. Uh, their, their musicianship, all of it's undeniable. And yes, it's criminal that they're not in the Hall of Fame. That's absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, but they need to be, uh, they should be heralded for not only for their body of work, but just how amazing of a band they've continued to be for, for decades. We're all excited about the gangs all here. The album is coming in the month of October. Past this residency, Snake, what's the uh, plan for Skid Row for the rest of 2022? Touring in, in, like incessantly, uh, back and forth to Europe a couple times, obviously the States and Canada. Uh, going to Australia, New Zealand as well. There's a lot on the table. Well, we're excited for it. We're here for it, my friend. And uh, again, I can't thank you for the time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I wish you guys, uh, all of you, including the new singer, Eric, all the best. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Have a great day, and hopefully we'll catch you down the road at some point. All right, buddy. Hope to see you out on the road. It would be great.